um, I met a man yesterday and today who is world famous, a great man. He wrote 23 books and another one recently. He has a lot of accolades to his name, a great, great, great man. Like if I tell you the things that he has accomplished and the places that he has traveled and who he knows, and he knows some great men. He knows one of the greatest men we know of all time in Christianity. He's his close friend. And I looked at him on his bed and my heart has moved. It was such an honor to meet him. And my heart has moved and I said, one thing remains, Jesus Christ. One thing remains. When all is said and done, it's Jesus Christ. And today, I was reading for him. And sometimes he would say, what scriptures to read, right? And um, I was crying this morning as I was praying with him. Because I looked at my own life and I'm thinking, one thing remains, one thing after all is said and done. No matter how much we do, how much we've accomplished, what we, so what we have done, it's only one thing remain, is Jesus Christ and his love. I remember um, Bob Jones, when he died and he went to heaven, God asked him one thing. He didn't ask him about the things that he did, what he accomplished, he said one thing. Did you learn to love? Did you learn to love? And then Randy Clark, when he lost his ministry and all of that, and he was just like a normal person doing everyday jobs. And he was really frustrated because he wanted to be, you know, a pastor. He, that's what he, he, he knows to do. And God asked him one thing. I may not quote it correctly, but this is the gist of it. Would you be okay just to love me? Would it be okay if there is nothing else but that we love each other? But do you know, God tried to show us this in relationships, friendships, marriage, and all these things. How would it be if I'm only your friend because I knew you could give me something? How would it be? How would you feel if I only am your friend, if you could give me a drop in your car or you could cook some barley soup for me, right? How would you feel? You'll feel used. He said, the only reason why you like me is because I have something to give you. And so many of us treat God exact same way. Everything about Christianity is love. You know why? Because our Father is love. Every single thing is love. When Jesus came, He brought one thing, the law of love. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, but the law of love, of love. And all the law is fulfilled in this one thing, love. The golden, the golden rule, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we, we glide over that scripture as though it's nothing. But love is the most powerful thing in the universes, multiverses, in the worlds. The Bible said worlds, right? It's the most powerful thing ever. Love changes us. Our body, our soul, our spirit recognize it and we remember something because that's who we are. That's where we came from. 
We were made in the image of love. Creation recognizes it. I was reading John 15 today to this gentleman. And I love this scripture. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Michael um, taught, got a message, um, spoke on, taught on a message about the mystic secret of Christ living in us. Christ living in us is powerful, but you know, we live in him also. And it's in him we bear fruit. In him, because it's in him we are changed. There is a love so powerful, so mind-blowing, that will actually trance you out for hours or even days. Mary Woodward Etta used to be tranced out for so long that she would be stuck. It's the love of God that does that. It takes you, it captivates you. I know because I haven't been tranced out like her for that long, but you become like a gaper. Your mouth falls open because you don't know what to say. It, It leaves you speechless. Sometimes tears just roll down your face because of the love of God. And we are so afraid to love. That's why he said there is no fear in love. There's a reason why we are so afraid to love at every level. Every time we experience another another dimension of God's love, I think this is it. He shows me there is another place. And there is another place. Because he's endless. There is another place. One of the things I like to talk a lot about is one time where I was engaging in my first love gateway, which you guys will show you what that is. And I experienced such ecstasy in him in love amazing powerful exquisite i can't even explain the love that i've experienced but i was engaging here and somehow i felt something removed from my feet like in the spirit and i felt it was going to fall it was another place of unbelief in my life that i didn't know that i had I don't know exactly, but I felt I was afraid to fall. And he said, let go and free fall into love. Let go. That means it's another place of trust in him completely. And sometimes we don't know if we trust him or not. When we stand on the outside looking in, we can say, yeah, I trust God completely. But when we engage in him, then that light shines and we move all the covers. And then we see... I don't really trust him. Then we realize that we really don't trust. The only way we could be fruitful is abiding in love, abiding in him who is love. It means remaining in that place in him. That's the only way we could be fruitful. There's a place um, called the bridal chamber. I'm not going to go to the whole thing. Mike might look at me funny again. (laughs) But there's a place called the bridal chamber in God. It's the most intimate place ever. It is such intimacy. There is a union that you come into in Christ. A oneness. Like two glasses of water pouring into each other becoming one. And from that place, you become fruitful. 
truly fruitful. It becomes no longer I, but Him. Because without Him, we really can't do anything. We can actually do things, but we don't know if to be worthy and stubble. It's only what when we come into the union of love with the desires of His heart, our hearts beat together as one and resonate as one. It's like two just beating together like you don't know the difference. Then he said, if you delight in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. We think that is apart from him. It's not apart from him. Everything is with him and in union with him. And then his desires become our desires because it's his desires really and what he has spoken into our life that really just burst forth in us. Love itself, who is him, breaks open that scroll of our destiny inside of us. It's almost like a like almost like we are pregnant, you're carrying a pregnancy here. And he alone can break that thing open and boom, out of us flow rivers of living water and fruitfulness and life. But it's only in that place of divine union with him. Only in that place. Love is the answer for self. Love is the answer to become totally unself. Love is the answer. His love, being in His love, being captured, raptured, captivated by His love, is the answer to laying our will down. Greater love is no man than this that a man would lay his life down for his friend. It's so hard to lay down and die, but I'm telling you, He wants everything. Yes because he wants to give us everything. Amen. Amen. But so many times we're afraid to give Amen. everything because we feel this liver, it's mine. I know how to take care of it. And he said, give me that liver. And you go like, no, I know how to take care. He said, give it to me. He said, this is one heart I have. You can't have, he said, give me the entire heart, every part of it, the aorta, every part of it, and I'll show you. I'll give you everything. But we are afraid. Why? Because we don't trust him, because we don't know him, and because we don't believe him. And every one of us, every one of us have that problem. But love is the answer for everything. I have found that love. Tell me, if any one of us have ever been madly crazy in love, all you think about is that person. All you scribble about is that person. All you want to hear is that person's voice. You go to the store, all you want to do is buy something for that person. First love, first love. Jesus is an eternal first love that increases and gets better and better and better. The ancient one, ancient. It just completely, it will actually take you out of your body. It will actually transform this body. It will actually transfigure this body. It is so powerful. Yes, Jesus. It completely changes. As I was reading the scripture today, the gentleman told me, read Luke 18. So I read Luke 18. And I go, hmm, long chapter. And I, I came to something in Luke 18. And it really gripped my heart. I know the scripture, but today when I read it, it did something to me. And he said, except... <laughs> give up wife and children and brother and sister means spouse right he's asking for everything that sounds crazy doesn't it 
wife, ch children? Ah, uh, no. We'll be charged for neglect and whatever. He's asking for everything. Because guess what? There must not be one distraction. There's a reason why. Sin has marked us. Sin has marked us. And we think that when we have self-preservation and protection, that we can do a good job of taking care of stuff. Actually, when we die and let go, only then we could rise again yes. into who we truly are. Yes. Amen. There is no fear in love. We yes. have to die. Yes. And love is the answer. Yes. We fall madly crazy in love. We become beside ourselves with love, madly in love, drunk with love, intoxicated with him. Have you ever seen a drunk person on the road? They sing at the top of their voices. They have no self-consciousness. They don't care what they look like. They may be holding one shoe in the hand and the other in their foot and they're dragging along. They're telling everybody, I love you. They can't walk straight. They don't care. There's absolute freedom in being intoxicated and drunk in love with him. And I can promise you, if we purpose in our hearts, because we can't do it on our own, I want to love you with everything, completely, absolutely, everything that I've got. We will see massive, significant changes in our lives. Love. Love, love. He's God of love. I myself is afraid because I was taught that if I let go and let myself be loved, that's the thing. I was afraid to let him love me. Because if I let go and let him love me, I might disrespect him. Because how we grew up, you're supposed to be harsh and, you know, be sort of mean, you know, and disciplined. And so, well, because I'm thinking love is all mushy and cuddly, you know, and I'm thinking if I let him love me, I might not respect him as much. Where is the fear of God in love? Actually, within love is the fear of God. Because love will not want to hurt the one that you love. Love brings honor and respect. Love within love is humility. And because of that love that you've experienced, you don't want to lose it. You don't want to squander it. There's a fear. There's a je He's called jealous jealousy. There's a protection of it. It's like a precious pearl. The man would sell everything and go into that field and search for that one thing. Amen. That one thing. Yes. He is so worth it. Yes. He is so worth it. Nothing else matters. That's the second Corinthians 3 said. We gaze at him. Are we changing to that image? It's the one thing. They're good distractions. You know, the enemy doesn't bring necessarily bad distractions. It brings good distractions. Good husband and wife and children and aunts and uncles and this good thing and that good thing and not that he doesn't want us to do those things but what he's trying to do is flip it where we become completely unself and he becomes our ultimate focus that if we do something else he is that standing pillar in our life immovable immovable so everything is done yoked to him yoked to him whether we go there, whether we are yoked to him, we can't move because we are one with him. It really is the most powerful thing ever. 
That's why we have to live by the law of love. That is what changes everything inside of us. In my own life, I have journeyed in that place. I'm still journeying there. And honestly, there's some things that we, that is one of the, it's very, very difficult to die to. There's some things that are very difficult, extremely difficult, especially if you've been really, really hurt. And that hurt just takes you over. It releases all these chemicals and all these things inside of you. You can't seem to think straight. But he gives us this powerful thing called a will, the ability to choose. And if he see we start to take this step forward, he'll be like that father looking for us and said, my child is walking this road and he will run to meet us to help us along the way. I said, come, let's do this together. Everything about our father is relational. Nothing is apart from him. You know, there's a great new move that is happening in the, in the, in the world today amazing stuff amazing stuff it's it's unspeakable what god is doing it's everywhere it's global not only global it's in the universe it's everywhere but then again we still have to be so careful and we have to keep dying we have to die and love is the answer for it his love and when we choose to turn our hearts to him and when we choose to come away with him and when we choose to set a time with him and say we want you i could guarantee he would show up guarantee no agendas not for a ministry not so we could be anointed and look good not so that we could preach well not so we could sing well or whatever it is just one thing the, the secret of the stairs just me and you nobody else have to know anything Nobody has to know anything. Nobody has to know about us on Facebook and Periscope and Instagram and what all these social. Nobody has to know anything but us. But he will make us a showpiece. Because guess what? He said promotion doesn't come from anywhere else, but it comes from him. Yes. But when our hearts have been so unselfed, when we don't care if we're known or not, he said, Yes, Jesus. I will showcase you. Amen. Because it is dangerous. With that seed in us, if that seed is worming inside of us, it is dangerous for him to showcase us. I'm telling you, we're living in a different time now. And God, it's not business as usual. God will not have it. We have to die. We have to love. We have to love. Love is not like Hollywood love. Love is not like how we were taught. Love is the most powerful force ever. It is powerful. Look at love on the cross. That's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's love. There is something about love that has really affected my life more than I can explain. It has made me strong. It has made me lose the fear of man. It has. People might say it's arrogant or rude. No, it's actually made me lose the fear of man because my confidence is not in myself anymore. 
when I have confidence in myself, I'm afraid sometimes. But my confidence is not in myself, it's in my father. I don't have to try to do anything because love is synonymous with rest. Hebrews 4 said, they entered not into my rest because of unbelief. You know what love does? It removes unbelief. Faith works by love. That's what the word says. It removes it. Because if I love you, I believe you. Michael was just um, sharing me with the Lord, told him, love believes all things. It's a state of innocence. He said, unless you become a, like a little child, you cannot enter. It's a state of innocence. Just trusting him absolutely without question, knowing he's absolutely trustworthy. Listen, this love, oh my Lord. Amen. Your entire body pulsates with a frequency and the sound of the love. Pulsates. I know. Mike knows, Mike is a witness to this. Many times we will be talking and suddenly I'm gone. Because his love raptures us. It's, it's an ecstasy that I haven't levitated as yet, hopefully. Uh, but I'm not looking for that necessarily. I would love it to happen to see what it feels like, but I don't want my motive to be wrong. Like, hey, I levitated and get, ooh, wow, you are something. That was, that's a wrong motive. He's getting to the motive and intents of our heart. The motive and intents of our heart. As Ian Clayton said, the motive and intent for our heart is the rudder for our lives. We may say all sort of things with our mouth, but in the realm of the spirit, it is clearly seen our motives. And love is the answer for everything. Love doesn't mean, see, that's the thing. We get confused. Does love mean that I would, somebody would abuse me and I would say, okay, I love you? No, it doesn't mean that. It means you love them and you love yourself enough and honor what God has given you enough to say, I'm walking away because you're hurting yourself and you're hurting me. Love, it doesn't mean you crawl under and somebody's crushing your head. It doesn't mean that. So I ask, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, Amen. to show us, Lord, Amen. true love, your love, Lord, Amen. the originator of love. Amen. To teach us, Lord, how to love, Lord. He said, by this shall all men know you are my disciples if you love each other. He said, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another. And this is what this new day is about. It's a brand new day we're living in. This is what it's about. It's love. We will be living pillars, living flames of love. And creation will go, ah, finally. Because all creation is groaning for the revealing or the manifestation of the sons of God. Sons of God are love. 
becoming love, like our Father, because our Father is a consuming fire. There's some scriptures that are crazy that says like love is like a vehement flame. It's a violent flame. Many waters cannot quench it. That's powerful. Powerful. So let us come out into the light. And let us say, Father, here we are. Teach us to love. Let the fire of your love, Lord, burn everything that does not look like love inside of us, Lord. All of us, Father. That we may know you. That's that, that scripture in Ephesians, it said, that we may be rooted and grounded in love to know the height and the depth and the breadth and the width. It's all about that. Rooted and grounded in love. Anchored in love. That is why we have to know that we may know him. Jeremiah 90 says, don't boast in the things you've accomplished and whatever else. I'm just paraphrasing. But boast in this one thing, that you understand me and that you know me. That's crazy. God says that you understand me and that you know me. Our Father says that you understand me. We can understand our Father and know him. We can understand him. There's a scripture that pulled at my heart. Something with the children of Israel. I can't remember the scripture in the Old Testament. And he said these words that really hurt me. He said, I thought that they would call me father. He did so much for them. I said, I thought that they would call me father. I thought they would call me father. Father, help us not to squander your love. Help us not to squander your precious son. Yes, Jesus. And what he did on the cross, Lord. Yes, God. His back was made like a plow field. It's not just a movie to make yes, millions. Jesus. Or to make us scared or the violence of it and rated R. His back was literally a plow field. I heard someone says about the scars of Jesus that we do not waste the scars of Jesus and his stripes on his back. We can't waste it. We can't waste it. The cross, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ must be central to our lives and what he did, what he accomplished. And that blood that we shed is not just to remember another good story at Passover or whatever we want to call it, but it has the power and the ability to transform us into light beings. First John 1 7 says, If you dwell in the light as he is in the light, then we have union or fellowship with one another. This is the union. If we dwell together in the light, where's in Mount Zion? Hebrews 12 22, for you have come to Mount Zion. Mike quoted it. And then he said, The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin, all sin, all sin. I believe it. His blood is not ordinary. He's a lamb and he's a high priest. He's a lamb and he's a high priest. He became our high priest. 
once and for all. Sacrifice once and for all. Ah, the precious blood of Jesus that speaks of such love that he's willing to value each one of us. Such value. It doesn't matter who said what about us or where we came from, what country, what home, what culture. Each one of us has such value that if we turn our eyes and look to him, one glance, move his eyes. Ah, me? Me, Elizabeth. If I look at you, it moves your heart. What love is this? I can't fathom it. The Jew, Christie, you turn and look at him and you said, I'm going to seek you. He said to David, seek my face. David said, your face, oh God, I seek. That scripture just ripped my heart. What is this love that he would desire us so much? You, Gabriel, he desires you. He's placed such high value. You know, parents represents him. Because nobody else in this world may love you. But there's a mother. No matter what her child does, she said, that's my son. Right? Because the enemy has tried to affect fathers. You know that, right? That's my son. His nose may be big like that, mouth, eyes. I'm telling you, that's my boy. That's my son. Father has tried to show us this, show us this, even in those relationships, earthly relationships. How much value he has in each one of us. That's my boy. That's my girl. It blows my mind. But I've learned something. I have lots of children. I don't like to use the word adopted because I'm adopted into the family of God and I am his real child. You understand? There's no difference. I'm his real, real, real child. I am his child, like his daughter, his baby girl. I am. I'm his favorite too, just like you all. You know how a parent can do that, right? Have five kids and everyone is a favorite. <laughs> oh my God, look at Johnny. Oh my God, have you seen Sarah? And have you seen Debbie? Like everyone is special. That's how God is with us. You know, families, parents should help us to understand that. We mothers, fathers should understand that. Every one of the kids is so important. You look at each one of them with pride and love and say, wow, my kid. On a bigger scale, because he's God, he's able to do that. And I've learned this in a small way. Doesn't matter who. Each one of us has high value to him. It's all about love. All about love. The government of God is about love. The scripture that says, love God with everything you've got and then love your neighbor as yourself. It's about the king and the priest right there. It's about ministering to him and then bringing government or his kingdom or his desires, his wishes to bear in the earth or in the cosmos. It's about that. Relationship and responsibility. The Ecclesia of Burdened Ones simply means a governmental body of people whose hearts are set ablaze for him. Simply. 
Our hearts are on fire for him and we said, yes, sir, what do you want next? Jesus Christ only did what he saw his father do, only. Because of love, because of love. Love changes everything. And if I would say, what should we pursue? Love. Look at First uh, Corinthians 12. Then it goes over to First Corinthians 13. Let me show you a more excellent way. The love chapter, we call it, we use it for weddings and all sorts of things. But this is the more excellent way. Love. If we give our bodies and to feed the poor and, and all of these things to be burnt, and if we have love, nothing. Everything is about love. Amen. I pray that Father help us to see it. Yes, God. To see it. It is the first thing. Yes. Love gives us authority. Love. His love. So Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us, God, into divine union with you, Lord. That we may fall madly madly crazy in love with you that we will reciprocate Lord what you've already given to us we know we only love because you first loved us we did not even choose you you chose us we ask you God as we come into your presence we are changed because love reaches out to us and we change into that same image when we come. Yes, Holy Spirit. That's why we come. Yes, Jesus. It changes us yes, to who Jesus. we are really supposed to be. Yes, Holy Spirit. Love. It changes us. Because we gaze into his eyes and we get drawn in to love. Because we have made our hearts his home and his heart is our home. Yes. Him in us. Yes, God. And we in Him. Yes, Jesus. He chose to make His dwelling place within yes, us. Holy Spirit. He chose to live. God yes, Jesus. chose to make us yes, His home. Don't, I don't want to try to understand it. God chose to live in us. Wow. We are carriers of the glory of love. Each one, we are carriers of the glory of love. Lord, help us not to be afraid to love, for there is no fear in love. Love is bold, for the righteous are as bold as lions. Thank God it's not our own righteousness, it's His righteousness. <laughs> love Lord help us to love Lord help us Jesus help me Lord to say yes and to trust you to say yes because we don't have to be afraid to say yes even if it's real pain we say yes help us Lord because there is no fear in love he said, no man who gave everything up for him will not receive, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Yes. You could never, we could never, ever, ever, ever outgive him. I know yes. that's a saying everybody knows, but truly, truly, we could yes. never, ever. Yes, Jesus. 
I'll give him. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father.